friends, you've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-V and Toys and Ford. I'm your host, Dan Casper, as always. This episode of the Man Cave Podcast is a Dan Casper Show instant replay. Segments from my radio show, the Dan Casper Show, replayed right here on the Man Cave Podcast. Enjoy. Football Friday, opening drive. Let's hit it. Packers taking on. The Detroit Lions right now. Both these teams, I think you could say, are a little bit different than uh, when they last met back on November 6th. That kind of sparked the run for the Detroit Lions after that victory uh, against Green Bay in Detroit. The 15-9 to victory. Um, since then, if you kind of look at it here for, uh, for, for Detroit's sake, since that game, they have been on a, a nice little run. They've only lost two games since November 6th. Putting up 31 points against the Bears the following week. It was 31-30. Uh, 31 points against the Giants, 31-18. They did lose to Buffalo, 28-25. Put up 40 against the Jaguars in a 40-14 victory. 34-23 victory against the Vikings. 20-17 victory against the Jets. Uh, they did fall to the Panthers, 37-23. Uh, and then last week, putting up 41 against the Chicago Bears. Uh, you look at uh, the Packers, and obviously we know a little bit of uh, their stretch in these last few games ever since that uh, loss to lost to Philly, if you will. The Packers are riding a, a four-game winning streak right now, wins against Chicago, which I think it could kind of say maybe it was that fourth quarter that maybe turned it around here a little bit for Green Bay come from behind victory. Uh, then they follow it up after their bye week, defeating the Rams, defeating Miami on Christmas Day, and defeating Minnesota this past weekend here. Uh, if we look at some of the numbers here, points per game, obviously Detroit is averaging more points per game right now, 27.1, compared to Green Bay's 22.1 points allowed per game. Detroit, though, allowing 25.7. Green Bay allowing 21.9. Uh, if we look at uh, total yards on offense, Detroit's uh, averaging 393.4 yards per game on offense. 263.8 of those coming via the air through the passing game. 129.7 on the ground. Packers, meanwhile, averaging about uh, 230 passing yards per game, 125.6. Uh, on, on the ground there. So yards allowed, though. Uh, Detroit is allowing quite a few yards, over 400, 414.3 to be exact. They have been giving up 265 through the air and giving up one, almost 150, 149.3 on the ground to be exact. For as much as we've talked about the, the Packers run defense, Packers run defense a little bit better. Still not a great number, but uh, Packers defense giving up 141.8 on the ground 
uh, and just 208 through the air. So those are just some of the statistics, some of the numbers uh, with with these two ball clubs here. Right now, the Packers are four and a half point favorites. If you look at uh, look at the spread here, the over under is set at forty nine. Um, you know, we went through the the big factors yesterday. Your 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 number one factor in this game. So now we're kind of taking a look at uh, some of the key matchups and, and keys to victory. I'll, I'll start it off here a little bit with with some of the key matchups. If we look at you know the last game here, and and again, obviously, I think a lot of us would say these teams are a little bit different now uh, since they last met. But if you look at that first game. Uh, Jared Goff was 14 of 26 for a buck 37, a couple touchdowns, and that was the last interception he threw. Jamal Williams carried the ball 24 times, 81 yards. Uh, St. Brown was their leading receiver, four catches for 55. This was also the game where the Packers and Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions and a couple of those down in the red zone there. That really kind of you know stalled Green Bay. Green Bay didn't put up any points in the first half when it looked like they were going to come away with uh, with a couple early scores in the game, but then throwing those uncharacteristic interceptions in the end zone there. Um, I feel like that's not going to happen again. You know, I, I feel like that, that's not going to be the case, but I guess never say never uh, at that point. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, in this game too or in that previous game, Devondre Campbell wasn't playing in the game. If you kind of factor that in, that was uh, Chris Barnes led the team in tackles. Not Chris Barnes, not even getting like activated for games. Have you guys noticed that? Have you guys noticed that a little bit there too? But uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, kind of taking a look at you know some of this other stuff, some of the key matchups. I think one of them for sure that we have to focus on is you know Saint Brown and, and, and Jair Alexander. Will that will the Packers kind of follow a similar path to? You know, last week with uh, uh, with Justin Jefferson and and kind of have Jair Alexander matched up on him most of the time. Well, they kind of switched that up there uh, just a little bit. But I would say too, you know, and, and St. Brown's a fantastic wide receiver. He is an absolutely fantastic wide receiver. But they've got some other options on the uh, on the receiving end for for Detroit here too. So. You know, when you when you kind of look at this, you know, you got Will's, um, uh, excuse me, uh, Jamison Williams. I always get Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, the former Ohio State teammates mixed up. But uh, you know, Jamison Williams still kind of coming back from his ACL injury. You got DJ Shark over there too. Um, so I mean, they, Josh Reynolds is over there as well. So I mean, they they've got some nice younger depth at wide receiver to pay attention to. But I would have to imagine Jair is going to be the guy that. You know, if they follow a similar path or similar game plan to, to last week, Jair is going to be the guy matched up with St. Brown. But that, I think overall, it's going to be the Packers secondary in their corners matched up with uh, with these wide receivers. And, you know, you, you got Raymond over there for the Lions, too, who's actually their second leading receiver in terms of yards, 550 yards. So, yeah, I think this is going to be one of the key matchups in here, especially with the way Jared Goff has been playing and protecting the football you know, not throwing interceptions since that last Packers game. You know, can those corners, can that secondary continue to force some turnovers? Can they can they get their hands on some balls out there? Can they, you know, maybe make a couple interceptions here? We went through the numbers yesterday in terms of the turnovers. 
and and compared it. And that's where a lot of you, too, thought uh, turnovers were going to be the biggest. The turnover differential was going to be the biggest uh, factor in this game. And if you missed the the numbers here with the with the turnovers, let me see if I can bring them back up here. Uh, just a sec here. Uh, where'd it go? I thought I had it saved right here. I'll have to check it here in a little bit. But that's essentially what it is. The last couple games here, the Packers, I mean, they have been, I think it was uh, 12 turnovers. Yeah, 12 turnovers in the last four games. So if you do easy math, here it is. Lions are 7-1 and one when not turning the ball over. 1-7 and seven with at least one turnover. Packers, 12 takeaways over their last four games. As we mentioned, Jared Goff, zero picks in the last eight. Packers, six interceptions over the last two. So which one's going to give? So I think that's obviously one of the biggest key matchups in this game is going to be that Packers secondary going up against these wide receivers for Detroit. But also to help factor in, to help maybe create some of those turnovers, I think this defensive line for the Packers has to continue to to play some solid football and to get some consistent pressure on Jared Goff. You know, a nugget here, Kenny Clark started off the season really hot, right? You know, started it off the first couple weeks very, very, like, Pro Bowl, one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Kind of quieted down in the middle part of the season. But as of late, these last couple weeks, he's gotten back into it. Look at these numbers. This is from Zach Cruz. Weeks 1 through 4, Green Bay, when they were 3-1, and one, Kenny Clark had 14 pressures, 4.7 per game, 7 stops. Weeks 5 through 12, when Green Bay went 1-7, and seven, just 16 pressures, that's only 2 per game, and only 5 stops. Now, weeks 13 through 17, similar to the first few, few weeks of the season, 13 pressures, 3.3 per game, Five stops. That kind of paints a picture just how important defensive line and and Kenny Clark has been for the Packers in these last couple weeks. That needs to continue here, especially you know, no Rashawn Gary. You know, where's the pressure been coming from? You know, I think a lot of credit you have to give to the defensive line play. Kenny Clark, Slayton had a great game last week. You know, the week prior in Miami, Reed had a good game. Guys have been stepping up. But those guys are going to have to do it again to not only put the pressure on Jared Goff and kind of collapse that pocket, but also to slow down their former running mate, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is probably going to eclipse 1,000 yards uh, rushing this season, first time in his career. Dude has also rushed for 15 touchdowns this year. I mean, once he gets in the red zone, once they get to uh, uh, to that goal line, Jamal Williams... Nobody's been really be able, hasn't been able to really stop him this year. And Detroit's offensive line has been better this year compared to previous years. So this will be a challenge for this Packers defensive front. You know, last week, Minnesota was banged up with the offensive line. Green Bay took advantage of that. It helped playing at Lambeau Field, making it loud there, making it difficult on a third-string center. So I would argue that a key matchup again in this game is going to be the defensive line of the Packers going up against this offensive line for the Lions. Can the offensive line for the Lions give Goff enough protection to find some receivers down the field? Can they open up holes for Jamal Williams and the running game over there? 
Can they do it? That, to me, is another key matchup in this game. And then you look at defense. Let's start off with Detroit. Now, Detroit's got a couple of younger pass rushers that, if they continue this trend, could be could be a couple guys to watch for. Obviously, everybody knows Aiden Hutchinson. Second overall pick in the draft. This year, he's got seven and a half sacks. He's actually got three interceptions, too, to his game. But some may not know of James Houston, the linebacker. He's a rookie. Jackson State. He was a six-round uh, pick for the Lions this year. He leads the team in sacks. Eight sacks so far this year. Between him and Aiden Hutchinson, the two rookies, maybe Detroit's got something there. A couple pass rushers to be aware of. So again, the Packers offensive line, going to have to pay attention to them. But this offensive line for the Packers, ever since you know it's kind of settled down, David Bakhtiari returning to the lineup, Yash going back to left guard, that offensive line, we talked about it a couple days ago, I think has been one of the more overlooked, maybe underappreciated units for this Packers team in the last few weeks. But they're going to have a test going up against these younger pass rushers. Can they continue to give Aaron some protection in that pocket? Can this offensive line open up some holes for the running game for the Packers? Because in that first game, Aaron Rodgers was your leading rusher. Four carries for 40 yards. A.J. Dillon had 11 carries for 34. Aaron Jones, nine carries for 25 yards. You want to see those numbers. You don't want to see Aaron Rodgers as your leading rusher, number one. No, you can't have that. So can this Packers offensive line continue to open up some holes for the likes of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, creating those holes? Can the blocking get to the edge? We know Green Bay likes to likes to run on the edge, right? Those those pitches out to, to Aaron Jones and such. Little AJ Dillon up the middle. But I think Aaron Jones has to be. We want to talk about like a key player in this game. I think Aaron Jones has to be a key player in this game. You know, just the nine carries in that first game against Detroit. Only two catches on two targets in that game. He's got to be a guy. He's got to be a guy. And you look at some of the other numbers here. Christian Watson in that game, just a couple targets too. Romeo Dobbs, one target, one catch. Alan Lazard was your leading receiver, four catches, 87. Josiah DeGuara had five catches for 41. I feel like at least this this Packers offense is better, is more consistent than what they were going up against Detroit back in early November on the 6th but and I feel more confident that you know they're a little bit you know that they're going to score more points that they're you know they're not going to turn the ball over in the end zone twice like or in the red zone like they did twice in that game too but you know never say never I guess but no going back to you know key matchups and such again Packers offensive line going up against a Detroit defense that has struggled. They've given up a lot of yards. There's no doubt about it. They've given up a lot of yards. They're a flip-flop kind of group. Whereas you, where, whereas you look at the, the Detroit's offense, one of the best in the league, 
lot of statistical categories, but then on the defense, you kind of flip-flop it. They're towards the bottom in a lot of different categories. So this Packers offense should have the ability to move the ball against this Detroit team, against this Detroit defense. It's just you can't turn the ball over like you did in the first game and come away with zero points and just let Detroit hang around. You can't do that. I don't think they'll do that. But if they're gonna if they're gonna drive the ball and they're gonna have those six seven minute drives, which I think they have to win the time of possession, keep that Detroit offense off the field. You have to come away with touchdowns instead of field goals. You have to have better success in the red zone than what you have been having throughout the most part of your season. Once you get inside that twenty, come away with touchdowns instead of field goal attempts. And I just think this this defense has to kind of you know bring, continue to bring that energy. I think that's also one of the keys to victory in this game is this Packers defense has to come out there, continue to play at a high level, continue to bring that energy. If you're going to the game and you are a Packers fan, you have got to get loud in that stadium. Because I think this defense really feeds off that, but this defense has to continue to play at a high level, high energy, being aggressive, getting after it. Because I have the confidence, I think this offense is going to be able to put up enough points. I think Green Bay is going to put up at least over 20-some points in this game. I think they're going to do that. But I just want this defense to continue to do what they were doing ever since really that, I guess, the second half in, in Miami. And I know it's not a big sample size because that was just on Christmas Day here. But being aggressive, trying to confuse Jared Goff, with some of the coverages, some of the schemes. And Joe Barry's changed it up since the bye week. Getting creative and maybe some pressure packages, that sort of thing. So to kind of recap it, I guess, my key matchups, we can go through a lot of it here, but my key matchups, I'm looking at Packers secondary, passing game from the Lions. Can the Packers secondary get their hands on some balls, create some turnovers, get some picks, can that Packers defensive front help them out a little bit by bringing some consistent pressure, collapsing the pocket against Jared Goff, going up against that Detroit offensive line, but also kind of clogging the running lanes so Detroit had, is struggling to run the football. Because I know Detroit's really going to want to run the football, especially outside. They're going to want to rely on Jamal Williams and such. But can they slow that down? Can they stop them there? And then Packers offensively, you know, can that offensive line – Protect Aaron. And also, Aaron kind of has to start off a little hot, you know, I think in this game. I think you can make the case, maybe, you know, just being a little apprehensive in the early parts of the games. Maybe, you know, holding on to the ball, maybe double clutching it a little bit here and there. I think he's got to start off hot right away, too. But, you know, the offensive line continue to uh, protect Aaron, continue to play at a high level, and create some running lanes for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Lions offense or Lions defense has given up a lot of yards. Let's see this offensive line for the Packers dominate up front and create those running lanes for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon that will allow the Packers to utilize their play action game and maybe hit some deep threat or deep shots down the field. So another key matchup Packers offensive line 
going up against Detroit. And I think, you know, some of the other keys to victory, don't turn the ball over like they did in the first matchup. Get the running game going. Stick with the running game. Defense has to continue to bring the level that they have been. That high level, that swagger. Continue to bring some pressure. Win that turnover battle. Your tailgating headquarters is at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Their top-of-the-line meat department, which includes the Dan Good Burger, will make you the talk of your tailgate party. And the dips for snacking, those are what will make you an MVP on game days. And you never have to worry about Hy-Vee not having what you need because their shelves and coolers are always stocked up with your favorite goods. Be the MVP of your tailgate party with the help from another MVP. That's Hy-Vee in Eau Claire, located at 2424 East Claremont Avenue. All right, joining me now on this episode of the Man Cave podcast, good friend, good buddy, Mr. Brandon Berg again. Ah, oh, you're too kind. Oh, no, I'm not, so. Been called worse than that, so. Uh, once in a while, we kind of go on random topics when it comes to, well, the morning show, I guess, or yeah. the or the podcast, and... I'm like, well, I'd like to get you on the podcast more, maybe keep you like 10 minutes after every Friday or something like that. And I was trying to think of a topic, so that's why I texted you, because whenever you're on and you talk about like going to state meets or, or traveling, you know, you talk about your food fairs, you know, I, like when like, you, especially when you go to volleyball at Green Bay. I like, to, yeah, I like to share when I can. Yeah, exactly. And one of them I feel like we, you've kind of dabbled on a little bit has been burgers. Yes. Like I, I, my, that's my favorite food is burgers. I could eat a hamburger I, yeah, every day. Yeah, I, I have... There are a few things to me in life that are better than just a good burger. Yes, exactly. So I wanted to get your thoughts on all your travels. And I'm making it sound like you travel the world here. Yes, but, I, uh, but your, you know, because it does get to a debate like the best fast food burger or, yeah. or you know, something like that. You know, obviously, Culver's is around and mm-hmm. in and out five guys. You've brought, I've tried them all. Yeah, you've tried them all, right? Yep. Yep. So that's why I haven't. I have yeah. not tried them all, and I'm I love hamburgers, so that's why I wanted to kind of talk to you about this and get the Brandenburg kind of rankings, if you will, on on some of that. But when I was talking to you, I think you should tell this story that you were teasing. And this about might not even early. be my favorite burger, but it's definitely my most memorable story of eating while traveling. And let's hear it. What's all so, right? Okay, go ahead. I'll set I the tone. It was 2017, yeah. okay. um, and I went to the Big Ten title game. That was when Wisconsin was 12 and 0 played Ohio State. Okay. I drove with some friends. We went to Indianapolis for that game. And um, I'll keep the story a little bit short. But long and the short of it was we got to the game and found out that um, the tickets that one of my friends got were counterfeit. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. And we and uh, you know we were we weren't happy, but we weren't like super mad or anything because we all agreed like we all agreed to let him do it. Right. You know like and because he at the time he lived in Madison and. You know, he had gone. You know, he had gone the uh, the Craigslist way before, and he never had any issues. Right. So it's like, okay, you know, that's fine. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. And then, we, so we find out anyway. Long story short, we're not getting in. And the game has just started. So we're like, well, now what? All right. Well, let's let's just go find a bar around Lucas Oil Stadium and you know, drink and eat and watch yeah. the game there. Okay. So we find this bar, and I wish I could remember the name of it, but we sit down at this table. The game is a few minutes underway, so we didn't miss too much. And we're all frustrated. I'm I'm I start to you know. Have a few, have a few, because I'm a little, I'm a little irritated. Right. But, yeah. Um, and not really paying too much attention. And after a while, our food gets there. And I remember ordering a burger, and you know, like fries or whatever. And 
kind of halfway looking and plus I already had a few drinks in me so I was just maybe in watching the game I just wasn't paying as close of attention as I should but I just kind of grab my burger and I go and take a, a big bite of it and there's this really weird crunch to it like this thickness and a crunch like not a bur- not what I would consider to be a standard burger consistency so not like a fry stuck in there or anything no, I'm just like, like that or... I sat down and one of my friend, another friend looks at me and goes I'm just kind of like what the I just had this inquisitive look at my face he looks at me and goes hey don't don't you remember what you ordered? I'm like, no. I ordered a deep fried burger. Like the entire burger was deep fried. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. So you couldn't even feel like the outside. Like, like I, it, if I did, I'm, I'm sure I did. And I just wasn't paying attention. Maybe you thought it was like toasted bun. Yeah, or like something. yeah, I yeah. grabbed the top and the bottom, and it was probably just thought it was the bun. But it was mm-hmm. like encased in deep friedness. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. And I I I mean I ate it. Yeah. Because I ordered it. Now, but I looked. and I want to say like the Calorie content just on the burger was like four thousand calories. It was ridiculous. I'm just like, oh my god! Probably double your intake that you're supposed to in a whole day. It, yes, it was. And like I said, that and like I said, it was it was good. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I did it again, but you know that was and that yeah that was just such, you know for obviously for the situation surrounding it and then getting a burger I don't remember ordering and the only time in my life I've eaten a deep deep fried burger. Yeah, and I wish I could remember the name of the place in Indianapolis. I just so what was what was was there bacon inside? Or there was, was there, okay. there was standard stuff. Okay, like you would get in a burger, like lettuce in that too. Or? I, I don't know if there was lettuce because I don't know how that would work in the yeah. deep fry. Like I'm thinking like maybe yeah, like cheese, onions, okay. you know, all the stuff that you could put in there and it work. Right. Mushrooms probably knowing me, but um, so but I don't know if I I don't think I would put that at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think otherwise. I I mean, I don't even know what I would put at number one. So let me ask you this though: In and Out or Five Guys? I, I have to go. Get really I have to go five guys just because I have more of a tracker. I've been in and out twice. Okay. Um, I take it back three times. Um, when I was out in Vegas in 2018, I went because there's mm-hmm. one just off the strip. Mm-hmm. I went and first time I had, and then that probably helped because that time I was I had a few beers in me. And come on, food always tastes better when you have a few oh, drinks yeah. in you. Yep. Um, and then when I was in California for the Rose Bowl in 2020, I went. On my drive down after I flew into San Francisco, and then we stopped again on the way back. Okay. And I would, I would say Five Guys for me. Now, when I went to In and Out, I did not go off menu. I just I think I was too nervous to do it because I knew you could right. do it. I just didn't. Yeah. But I mean, it was good. Like I like their fries too, even though they're pretty basic. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. For me, Five Guys just always holds. Five a, guys. It just always holds a special place in my heart. Because that seems to be the big debates between those two okay yeah and like, then and there, there's places you know down south like whataburger i've never tried i've so never tried that i one. I, yeah. I know there's people that swear by it but i, yeah. I can't i can't comment i've never been there but right. the, and you know there's other you know places too but so like how would you like compare culver's to those um i like them yeah. i mean I, culver's is pretty high up there too i think for me the, the thing i love about five guys is man you can just load it up yeah like you, you know you're you basically you're paying for like the the framework of your burger of it's a cheeseburger. It's a double cheeseburger. It's a bacon double. And then yep. and then I load it up. Yeah. All right. So I, so I five guys would have to be top couple if not one for me. And you might have to correct me on this, but I thought one time I remembered it might have been like cross country. Weren't you a big checkers? Yes. Checkers and actually, one? I did stop at Checkers on my way back from State cross country this year in okay. Rapids. Yeah, I actually I had driven by and for some reason I thought it was closed. But I drove by it on my way back, and I'm like, "Oh, they're open!" So I actually looped all the way around to Big Block to come back and sit in the in in the drive thru was busy. So I lived in Rapids for a couple of years. Never ate there. Okay. Never ate there. I I, just, I really like Checkers too. That was yeah. a bit like, t- 
to me, like, when I'm looking for a burger, like, you want, like, one that, like, when you take a bite, it's like, oh, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of meat here. Yeah. You know, there's a, and there, or there's just a lot here. Mm-hmm. And Checkers is another one. I've only been there two or three times, but right. that would, that's a good one, too. So that, I kept thinking about that when I was like, I thought Brandon would always talk about when you would go to Rapids was, yep. was Checkers. Yes, and I had oh, been to Rapids in a while. I mean, the yeah. last time I was in Rapids was, I think, for state girls uh, hockey in 2021, but I didn't okay. stop because yeah. I was there and back so I think quick. I remember that because, yeah, you had to go somewhere else Yeah, cause, well, cause yeah. I, yeah, afterwards I had to book it back for a, a boys basketball regional final that night at McDonald's mm-hmm. thing because I got there like not long before the game started, so right. I didn't have time. Here I had a little more time. How so, about if I narrowed it down to like a typical fast food? Okay. Which one would you go with? And I'm talking, you know, like the fast food drives through chains. Then I think so. Culver's would probably be there. Okay. Like Culver's is good. Uh-huh. Like I don't go to McDonald's much. And look, hey, McDonald's the most popular fast right. food chain in the world. No, but yep. there are some times when just like a good double, like a good McDouble, it's mm-hmm. the spot. Like not all the time, but you know, like that's just the way you are. Like. If you get cravings once, in yes, a while, right? And yeah. say you're, you know, if you're a, if you're a drinker and you're and you're, you know, alcoholic, you know, flavor. Sometimes maybe you like, you know, IPAs or a stout or something. Yep. But you know what? Sometimes there's just a time where a good Bud Light or a Miller Light hits the spot. Yep. And that's kind of how I look at it with my, like McDonald's. But mm-hmm. you know, Burger King's good. Yep. I do like Hardee's on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're bigger. They're bigger though. Yeah. Yes, you're. Yes, they're bigger. Um, although another actually. I think I have my number one now that I think about Ooh, it. Ooh, okay. Um, there's a restaurant in Oshkosh that I frequented when I was in college. And a few times when I've gone back, I'll stop there. It's called Nico's. Mm-hmm. And they make euros, but I'm not too much. I like euros, but I'm not too much of them. But they make a Cajun burger because they also do Cajun fries too. And they'll, you know, spring, like, yep. and I would like, I would get like a Cajun. Because that's what Five Guys has, right? It's Cajun fries over there, yes. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Which I would very much recommend. Um, <laughs> try to get a drink too, though. I mean, they're not super spicy, but it's enough. Yeah. But, Nico's like they're, yes. I would when I was in college, I would always go there on Wednesdays because that would be the day I, you know, for the I worked for the school paper. That would be the day we put out the paper. So my day would be like I'd have class in the morning. I'd hit Nico's and then it would be you know to the office to work the rest of the day. But and I would load up and I remember a few times going back with some friends where because they'd be open after bar close because they're smart <laughs> and I would be like oh you got we got to go here like. I don't care where we go to, for the bars at night, but we're going to Nico's afterwards. That would probably, honestly, that's probably my number one. Now that I think about it, okay, good um, stuff. Yeah. And then it's not a burger, but kind of just off, uh, you know, talking about places. You know, when I'll go and I'll, play, you know, I may make sure when to to go to when I'm there is. Now, if I'm in Green Bay, for either state volleyball or state girls basketball, I have to make a trip to Cheesesteak Rebellion because mm. I I love cheese. Couple times in the last I've two years, the last right? few, yeah. yeah, I love cheesesteaks. Yeah. And I, there's a few places in Green Bay that I've went that I've really enjoyed, but that's a like I had a friend that recommended it, and mm-hmm. I mean you when you just because normally when you get like a, go somewhere and order a cheesesteak they just have like the Philly cheesesteak, right? But there you have so many different options for things, and mm-hmm. that would be I mean that's not a burger, but that would be as far as like my places I've eaten when I've traveled that would be that would be very high up there as well. All right, I how, like it. How about you? <sighs> See, I have I'll be honest with you, like I've I love burgers. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to Five Guys yet, and there's one in town. But but uh, you have a peanut allergy, right? I do, and that, that's what's making me that, nervous. And that's, with, yeah, yes, and that's that's fair. Like, you know, like I can like, it's a tricky thing because it's with their fries, right? It's made in peanut oil. It says yeah. right up there. Yeah. Um, but I could still try the burger, 
But, but you I, don't I know want... just being around. And, right. Yeah. And I know like all these. Like it's really can't... good, but it's not worth like having a reaction. Right. And, you know, I know there's other stuff that says, well, it's made on the same stuff where peanuts are made. And I, I'm fine with that stuff. It's yeah. just that's what makes me a little bit nervous yep. trying that. Um, you know, so my options are kind of limited. Yeah. So you have essence. to you have to think about that a little bit more. Than I, I just do. love a good bar burger, like an yeah. old school bar burger. Yeah. Like, where it's just like you're getting everything on it. Yeah. So like last night. Uh, I had a uh, sandbar. Nice. Uh, I, I went with the uh, olive burger over there, but okay. like a bar burger. Yeah, that's... like a big, thick, like. Yeah. I'm you know, like, there's no possible way you're going to get a full bite of the top to bottom burger because right. it's too big. Exactly. Like you have to almost like chip away at it as opposed to just. I'm like... glad you said that because that's how I do it, and that's how I try to enjoy it a little bit more. Yes. A little bit, you know. I'm like, okay, this is too good. Where I don't want to chow down on it so yes. much. But you chip away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know, like Corton House, always. I always love their burgers down there too. But I just, when I think about a burger, I want an old school bar. Like you and I kind of grew up in the same area. Yeah. You know those bars. Like sometimes you just like. I want the carry out with the styrofoam carry out with yeah with, with the like fries the clam, the, and... maybe like the smaller clamshell or the bigger one. But, yep, yep. Well, and I remember too. Um, well, maybe not so much because I I I got I got a step ahead of myself there, <laughs> but just yeah, it was just you know you mentioned just kind of the whole bar burger thing. Yeah. Just like a different like you have to like and and for the for the most part like bars kind of all had the same thing. Like now it mm-hmm. could be made different, right? But and there's a period of time where and I still really like them where. Like I'm a big mushroom and Swiss guy. Okay. Like I could yep. load that up. Like you know, I think that's you can get something kind of like that with at Culver's, which I'll sometimes go to. Yep. But um, I mean, there's a period of time where if I was, you know, probably right around, you know, our you know our softball era, where like if we're going to a bar, if we're gonna get something to eat, my friends would be like, "Well, I bet you I know what burgers getting." Yeah. And well, I I can't disappoint the fans now. Um, <laughs> and there's like, you know, there's been a couple times where you know being around like you know. You can think of like eating because certain people have like eating like eating challenges. Like Milwaukee Burger has the you know their mm-hmm. big the, ones, the which I have done by the way. I've not done. I won't. I'm too scared to try. I, I think I could do a it. A friend but... I, and this was like a decade ago. A friend and I went. We went golfing at Kadat, and this was like the middle of the week for whatever reason. We were both off, so we're like we're gonna go golfing and then we're gonna go do it. Okay, so we go and we go you know nine eighteen mm-hmm. at Kadat. And then we go over there, and it's earlier afternoon, so it's not bad. Like, there's no, it's not like a big crowd or anything. We can kind of take our time with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, my, you know, it was first time I, I hadn't been to Milwaukee Burger very much, but like my friend had ordered like a, a heavier beer because he drinks heavier beer. I mean, I just got you know a, mm-hmm. a Miller lighter, you know, something lighter. And he had my friend had actually also ordered a appetizer of poutine. Ooh, yeah. Because we never had it. So he's just like, oh, I got to try that. Yep. And they're like, well, like, we're doing, he's like, I'm drinking this heavy beer. I'm eating poutine. And I'm going to try this. Okay. You're going to feel that. And we did, right like, we, we did it. Um, I actually, I actually want, I I finished like 24 minutes. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I quit. I'm a quick eater. Yeah. Like, and um, so I did that. He finished too, but it was, it was like 20, 29 minutes. Like, and it was big. And I've actually got a couple pictures on my phone I can try to show you when I'm done. Yeah. But, um, so we went, and he had to stop at, like, Menards for something. And, like, I almost fell – I waited in the car. I almost fell asleep in the car. Like, I just – I'm glad I did it. I will never do it again. Mm-hmm. But I just – I felt like someone put a bowling ball in my stomach because yeah. that's just a lot – I mean, that's a lot of anything to eat. Got home. It's, like, 6.30. I went to bed. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't do anything else. Like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> I don't regret it, but, man, <laughs> it was a hurting unit that uh, for about that next 24 hours. I didn't eat for a while. Oh, my goodness. But so. I'm glad I did it. And there was also another bar that we we frequented when I was younger that 
in their later years, they actually came up with a like a big burger, and we had some. We had I never did it because, and I forget what all went into it, but it was like a one or two pound burger. Like this thing mm-hmm. was massive, and we had a, a bunch of our softball guys that went up there, and a couple of them tried it. And like there was one guy that you know he dominated actually. I think he got some credit at the bar because he was about finished. They're like, oh, is there anything else in you? He goes, yeah, can I get another order of fries, please? <laughs> I mean, just an absolute tank. And in an hour and a half or so, I think he was sleeping out in the car. But Good Lord. We, nobody blames him. Yeah, he not did at it. all. Holy moly. Well, now I'm kind of hungry. So I know. I'm to, thinking uh, about that, too, and I'm like, and I, mm, man, I'm going to well, it's my lunch time. I've been up since three. Yeah, so yeah, I you're. Can, I'm. I can do that. So I wake up. I wake up for you know an hour before I'm on air. So. Yeah. So there you go. Well, okay, B. So next time you're on, we're going to talk TGIF because we're going to throw it back. Yes, we are. Best TGIF dads of all time. Okay, we got to put power rank them. All right, I, and then we get some time to think about yep. this. So I'll power rank. I was trying to think, how do I do this? Do I do like a bench start cut? I'm like, let's just do straight up power, power rankings. rankings. I'll have to go back and look. Yep. We got the uh, Winslow's. We got uh, the Patrick Duffy step by step. Uh, Eric Matt, not Eric Matthews. Um, Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. So we got some on there. Yep. Some don't have you know like Perfect Strangers. We don't. Yeah, really, we got. You know, but, you know, we'll have to look and see. But yeah. there. Do we? You forgot Full House Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner. You had mentioned it on the show. So it's, yeah, I, I, I. He's not a dad though. He's an uncle or cousin. Do we put Hanging with Mr. Cooper on this? He's a father figure. I think he's a father figure. I think, yeah. Should dad. we do father figures? Dad, dad slash father figure. Yeah, I think so. So, with that being said, then to wrap it up, does that include Uncle Jesse? Uh, yeah, Uncle Jesse, Uncle Joey. Yeah. Uh, my. So I think we let's do that. Father figures. One of my favorite things after the fact about Full House is I had a fantasy football team I won a championship with named Jesse and the Rippers. <laughs> Gosh, I love that team name. That's a, like I've hit some real home. I, I've had a lot of stinkers, but I've hit some home runs over the years. One. Like and then at, like the day after I won, I put and we had like a, you know, a a Facebook group with like everyone that's in the league in there, and I just posted the uh, the video of when they sang the song "Forever." Oh my god! And I just I, and I just had this with the this, Beach Boys. Or yes, so, yeah. with, I, I just had the spiel about how I will I will enjoy being your champion forever. Oh my god, that's that was awesome. awesome! You know, uh, one we didn't mention yet too, the dinosaur dad. Oh, Earl. Yeah. Earl Sinclair. Look at you pulling out the name. I was, dude, I was, dinosaur, I was a dinosaur. I had toys. Also had one of the uh, craziest endings to a show ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it next oh, week. Oh, yeah, we will. All right, B. Appreciate it, buddy. Family owned and operated, Toys and Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa falls you ready to do some picks i am okay i got the playoff machines lined up here uh let's go kansas city i got two windows open so just in case we're different kansas city at i was gonna say oakland again las vegas uh kansas city yeah i'm going kansas city on this one too raiders gave the 49ers all they could handle last week but i don't know if they can do it again Mm -hmm. tennessee at jacksonville for the afc south i'm going with the fighting tony cons jacksonville jaguars I'm going Jaguars too. Give Doug They're, Peterson some love. Yeah, they right they've now. come alive. Trevor Lawrence, like amazing what happens when he has a legitimate NFL head coach. Right. Like it's just it's starting to click for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
let's go with uh, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Now, Tampa- this is interesting because Tampa Bay can't really improve. No, they're, standing, they're the four so. seed. They're the, Dallas and Tampa Bay is that's well, a Giants lot. too. And the Giants, yes. Dallas could still. Oh, they could still win the NFC East, East. depending yes. on stuff. Okay. So it's Giants. And the, Tampa. Yeah, right now, the Giants are the only one locked in as a six. Yep. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are locked in as the four. How does that uh, one work out? And uh, I think they win. Like yeah. it sounds like this it does sound like they're going to play their starters. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, yeah, I just think they. Yeah, it's not an ugly or it's not a pretty game, but I mean, not mm-hmm. many of their wins have been. Right. They. Yeah. Um, that would have been really interesting if Carolina would have won, though. Yeah, yeah, it would have. Uh, New England at Buffalo. New England right now is the seventh seed, but they got to go to Buffalo, and I'm sure emotions will be high in Buffalo uh, after yep. this. So, um, I'll take Buffalo. I'm going to take Buffalo in this game, too. Uh, so that would, well, we'll see how it works out. So we're all the same right now. Yep. Minnesota at Chicago. Chicago is not starting Justin Fields. Uh, even though he could break the rushing record by a quarterback, that's big. Like mm-hmm. I would have been, I still would have picked Minnesota either way, but I would have been a little bit more tempted with Chicago. But now with Chicago starting Nathan Peterman, like the Vikings have won one game this year by more than one possession. It was Week One. Mm-hmm. If they don't win this one by more than one possession going up against Nathan Peterman, that's more of an indictment than any of those losses to the Eagles, the Packers, or the Cowboys. Yeah, because this is a game you should win handedly. Uh, you know, Chicago could still get the first overall pick in this draft. It's them or Houston. Yeah, and I think it's. We know Chicago's not drafting a quarterback. So part of me is like, okay, if you get that first pick, trade it. Yeah. Get some more capital. Get Because teams are going to be desperate for those you're gonna quarterbacks. Want, you're going to want Bryce Young. Right. Texans get the first pick, you know they're drafting a quarterback. Yep. So be fascinating to kind of watch that one play out. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going Cincinnati too in this one, uh, no doubt. And then uh, we got the Texans at the Colts. <laughs> Maybe this, the might Colts be the most, this might be the most irrelevant game of the week. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say the Colts, even though like I feel like the Texans have been a little better than their really really bad record, mm-hmm. but still I'm gonna say Colts. Like this is one you got you, you need to win. Like I, I don't think it gets Jeff Saturday the job, but I think they end on they end on a high note. I'm gonna go Texans on this mm-hmm. one. Uh, I'm gonna go Texans on this, which means Chicago would get the first overall pick. Then. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. All right. Uh, now this one too. Jets at the Dolphins. Jets are out of it. Yeah. Dolphins, is Teddy going to play? Tua's. Tua can't. No. 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 Teddy, is he going to play? This is going to be Skylar Thompson. It's in Miami. Miami am, wins this. They're probably in at the postseason then. I am going to take Miami. Mm-hmm. I think if Teddy, win, if Teddy plays, I think I feel more confident. If Skylar Thompson does, I think they really have to lean on that run game, mm-hmm. which isn't easy because the Jets' defense is good. But, yeah, I'll take the Dolphins by like a field goal. I'm going to take the Dolphins in this one, too. If it was in New York, though, I might take the Jets. Yeah. I might take yep. the Jets in that one. Uh, Carolina at New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to go Saints. you going to go Saints in that one? I'm going to go Carolina. I'm going to say Steve Wilkes makes it a little bit difficult. I don't think he gets the job. But no, gonna... but he's done He's done everything you can to get it. Mm-hmm. He's not splashy, and I think Dave Tepper, the owner for the Yeah, I think, yeah. They're, which, I mean, they kind of went splashy with their last one, and that didn't work. Yep. So... Uh, Browns at the Steelers. Steelers. I'm going Steelers, too, in, in this one. Let's go Giants at Eagles. It already sounds like Giants are going to be resting players. Yeah, because as we said, they, they have nothing to gain. They're mm-hmm. a sixth seed no matter what. So I'm going to take Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles, too, which would solidify them as the one seed. Yes. But uh, then we get Dallas at Washington. 
Now remember, this the teams that are in competition for that one seed are all playing in the afternoon. Yes, they're in that late window. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take Dallas, and I'm also going to say, Ron Rivera, why did you start Carson Wentz? <laughs> like, like, he might have sealed his own fate with his job. Who knows? Yeah, like I just do I you think buy it, that he didn't know that they could be eliminated. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that was like that. You made your, that's just a situation where you made your bed and now you got to lie in it. Right. I'm taking Cowboys. Did you do you believe the the Taylor Heineke? Did you hear what happened? Like Taylor Heineke apparently went to the coaches and said, "Start Sam Howell over me for for this weekend." Wow. Which I'm like, okay, and you know I'm like, I guess now that. Kudos, I guess. Maybe get, he figures he's already not going to be back next year. Maybe and he's you like, know. well, you know, I've done, you know, because he'll he'll get a backup job somewhere. Oh yeah. So, I mean, if he did, more power to him. Yeah. But I mean, he should have been starting last week. He should have. But uh, Chargers at the Broncos. Chargers. I'm going Chargers too, because they could still get a five, five or six, I believe. Right? They could go back and forth there. I think. It depends. Um, yeah, kind of depending on the Baltimore one or two. So uh, Arizona at. At San Francisco. Niners. Yeah, I'm going Niners there, too. I think David Blau is... David Blau, yeah. Former legendary Vikings practice water. (laughs) Rams at Seattle. The first of what are going to be two good news for Packer fans, I'm taking Seattle. I'm taking uh, Seattle uh, on there as well. So, okay, you kind of tipped it. You're taking Green Bay? I will take Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay, too. So, uh, this is where our... I feel like ours are going to be the exact same because the ones we had different weren't didn't impact the didn't impact the race at all. They are the same. I say I, I thought so. They didn't. Yeah. The ones we had were had zero yep. play on the postseason. So the way we got it, Brandon, Kansas City will be the one. Uh, Miami will be visiting Buffalo. Ooh, we got a couple of uh, division teams going up in the first round. Miami visiting Buffalo, and then Baltimore visiting Cincinnati, and then I think this is a fun one. Chargers visiting Jacksonville. Yeah, that one could be a yeah, that could be a fun one. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Herbert, that draft class. Two teams led by their offense. Yep, yep, that could be a that could be a sneaky fun one. I, I agree, I agree, I like that one. Um, there was part, and I get circumstances, but it was trending to where we could have maybe seen Miami visiting Kansas City, and then the Tyreek Hill Kansas. City yeah, I could have thing. the whole coming home yep. game. Uh, so that's the AFC, NFC, Philadelphia one seed. Really, no surprises in this one. Green no. Bay visiting San Francisco. Giants visiting Minnesota, and then Dallas visiting Tampa, which you probably know will probably be like the Saturday night primetime. Yeah, game. like you have all every network that can is going to want that Buccaneers Cowboys game. They're going to be fist fighting for that thing. Exactly, and I honestly I think probably Green Bay San Francisco would be the second one. Aaron Rodgers second most. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yep, the one I, that yeah Packers want. are hot. San Francisco's playing. Yep, yep, nope. The I would, history between the two. I would agree. So. I would agree. I think so. Now the question is going to be, Brandon. What's the Monday night game? What's the Monday night game or the first Saturday one? We're going to make yeah. those picks right now. Yep. So I think the Monday night game is Giants at Minnesota. So do I. All right. So I we're on too. the same page. We had this conversation a few weeks ago where that's kind of a boring game. Yeah. Like for you know for one reason or another, even though their last game they played was a really good one, but mm-hmm. we talked about how they could put any game there. And it's going to draw. Yep. It, to me, it's either that or it's Jaguars and Chargers. Yep. It's one know. of those two. Minnesota has not played on Monday night since week two. Really? Yes. I did not realize that we against Philly. Against Philly. And I don't know about the Giants. So I, I'm with you. I think that's the Monday night game, which I means we get to hear it. another full week of uh, Concur Cousins winning primetime. 
Oh, that's right. So we get he's the, we probably get, really hoping. I say, oh, he, he's he's probably crossing his fingers for one of those two noon games yeah. or a noon game somewhere. Somewhere on there. Holy mo! So the Saturday afternoon one. This is so it's got to be an AFC one. It does. It's it's got to be an AFC one. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that the caveat to this whole thing though is. If Tua's not playing, if he's like declared out, which they don't, they probably won't know. But if like we knew ahead of time Tua wasn't playing, I think it's that game. Yes, Miami but at Buffalo, don't. but we don't. I think it's going to be Chargers at Jacksonville. Yes, That's, to me, that the that first game and that last game would be Chargers, Jacksonville, Minnesota Giants in some combination. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. So well, we're on the same page with everything we at are. this point, Brandon. We are. So there you go. All right, those are our picks. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And a reminder, never miss an episode of the Man Cave Podcast by subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast. We're already on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. And don't forget to give us a solid rating too. That way other people can find the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll see you in the man cave.